Hello and welcome. It is the West Beach Challenges podcast. It is that time of the week where hopefully I'm going to answer some questions that have come up in the group and give you some amazing um, top tips, keep you motivated, keep you engaged, keep you in action long enough to see results. And it's really important that you start to realise that there isn't any perfect quick fixes out there. Most diets will work if fat loss is your goal. The problem with most diets is we cannot stay in action long enough to see results results. So the challenges is all about me creating or helping you create an amazing blueprint for living, which you really enjoy. So you're happy to stay in action, to keep maintaining um, a body that feels, looks and performs amazingly. So we've got some newbies this week. So welcome. If you are new, there is actually quite a lot of podcasts for you to catch up on. So do stick the podcast on. Um, I tend to pop podcasts on if I am like cleaning up the kitchen, um, cooking, maybe taking the dog out for a walk, if I'm just kind of pottering around because a lot of us have this kind of quite negative inner chat and it's quite good to start to replace it with a different voice. So if if you can stand my voice, it would be brilliant because I want to start changing your mind. You are not broken. You do not need fixing. You live in a wonderful body that can do amazing things. And I just want us to start coming from that point of um, at least that body neutrality. And of course, then we can shift things like body composition and we can decide to target fat stores if we want to. We can look at performance goals. We can do whatever we like, but we need to sort of start to come from uh, like not punishing our bodies into change or hating our bodies into change. We're going to turn our minds around and you're going to get much, well, you're going to finally see results. And not only will you then see results, you will enjoy the process so much that you you'll maintain those results because all of us can drop scale weight really super quickly. But the problem is if we've done it in a hideous way, we're just never going to want to revisit it or we just have these negative connotations with fat loss and the fact that it doesn't work and that diets don't work. And I just want us to get into um, a different way of looking at fat loss. And I often think we have to really think about embedding these sort of kinder behaviours and then maybe look into fat loss. So if you don't have the fundamentals embedded of getting your steps in, of moving more, of starting to train quite regularly and starting to think about really optimizing your nutrition, then fat loss is probably just going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And it might be that you want to take six weeks to just find your rhythm, find yourself in these good fundamental habits. And then you can kind of decide on the action that you need to to maybe add in or modify if you're maybe not seeing the changes in your body. But I bet actually just by staying in those actions, thinking about them more. Those changes are going to happen in the background. I want the whole process of looking after your body by the end of working with me for six weeks to be so kind of almost automated that it's taking up less brain power. I don't want you thinking about this stuff. I want it just to be happening um, just because your behaviours, your habits, your routines are much more ingrained and you've just got this brilliant pattern of being that helps you staying in this body that feels so awesome. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk about, I don't think 
we can ever talk about protein enough. In the first week that you guys all join me, I would pretty much say literally everybody has struggled um, with the protein target. And for all of you, your protein target is probably somewhere between sort of 70 um, to 100 grams of protein. And I think for a lot of us, it's really different way of thinking. And I'm 100% not into kind of ketogenic or Atkins style diets, but there is some magic behind protein. One of the magic things is that it is going to keep you feeling fuller for longer. Um, it's more thermogenic, so your body actually takes more energy to break it down. And also it can really help if you are trying to move into a leaner body composition. So obviously um, having protein available to rebuild your muscle is going to be brilliant. So there's some different things about protein. One is sort of protein timing. And I like you guys to try and think about having protein um, portions of about 20 to 25 grams four times daily. And that is going to optimize um, your protein synthesis. Um, so you can sort of reach a saturation level with protein. So if you're sort of saving up your protein uh, quotient to the end of the day, your body isn't going to be able to synthesize and use that protein, which is why it's so important that you start to think about how you can bring it in at breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner if you're really looking to optimize and um, that shift into a leaner body composition. And I think that leads us really quickly onto, oh my God, that's so hard. And I do think the way that lots of us are kind of used to eating, particularly if we're sort of eating on the run, eating quickly, is just to get like quite a lot of carbohydrate, like a bread, make sandwiches, kind of stick things between bread so we can kind of eat it on the go. It's quick, it's simple. Um, so it does take a little bit of readjusting. And it's not that you um, shouldn't eat bread. I eat bread every single day. I absolutely adore bread. Life without bread, in my opinion, would be very sad. But I sometimes think we've just got the um, portion control maybe slightly the wrong way around. So I want you to start to adjust it. So you can obviously do things like still have a sandwich, but maybe it's one slice of better quality bread and it's an open sandwich and you're putting on um, some protein. So whatever protein source you like. And I think people often ask me, um, but what I like as a protein and what you might like as a protein could be super different. So if you go into your files, you will find plant-based proteins, you will find um, vegetarian-based proteins, you will find um, animal, obviously fish, etc. based proteins. It's really individualized to kind of your specific dietary requirements and what you what you like really. But I want you to just basically set yourself that challenge of finding protein that you enjoy consuming. I'm very repetitive with my eating. Um, I definitely switch around things like make sure I have a wide variety of vegetables and fruits always. But actually kind of my breakfast and my lunches are quite repetitive. So I will mostly have um, overnight oats um, for breakfast, which will always have a scoop of protein powder in there. And um, for lunch, it tends to be some variation, normally on like a, a baked egg theme if I am um, home. If I'm out in an office-based um, day, then definitely sort of boiling up a couple of eggs, making a bit of a green salad, taking a slice of bread um, and sort of making up an open sandwich, maybe a tin of tuna, which has been dressed already with chilli. So just kind of quick things. I am all about you guys having quick 
and readily available sources of being able to pull together a meal within about three minutes. And you need to set yourself up for success with this. If you have nothing in your fridge that you can just grab to assemble kind of like more an open sandwich style thing at work, it's going to be really tricky. But again, you can even go into places like Tesco, M&S, Sainsbury's, all of these places, buy like a large salad, Um, You can then maybe buy some whole grain, those microwavable bags, sort of have half of that or three or four tablespoons of that and then buy some pre-cooked chicken or there's loads of vegetarian options now as well of pre-cooked things that you might be adding in or prawns or whatever it is, but it has to be what you like. So my biggest kind of take home is find out or have a think, what protein do you like? Don't try and replicate my diet. I have spent a long time finding what I do like, a pattern of eating that I like. So I don't even really think about it anymore. Um, And I think, again, we can do ourselves loads of favours if we're not always trying to create these incredible... um, incredibly exciting meals and just automate some of the meals to take off that cognitive load so you're not always having to sort of think about oh I should have that and I shouldn't have that if you've roasted up some vegetables and you've got some grain in the fridge in Tupperwares and you've got some protein in a tin you just go boom boom so protein um, you've got the grain you've got the vegetable you might do some fresh leaves you might sprinkle on some seeds a bit of feta and you're done but don't overthink about it do as much much as possible just use the plate method if you really need to recalibrate my fitness pal is fine for some people if you have had weird experiences with calorie counting getting hung up on it I would actually prefer that you just went with the plate method and if after a couple of weeks you're not seeing results you might just want to Um, start writing down your intake for the day because it's normally not our main meals it's normally these kind of like mindless sort of snacks and like licks and bites that are going on throughout the day that can be adding up to maybe like three four hundred calories which we haven't even noticed that we've consumed and it's fine to consume all things but start having that sort of mantra that you deserve more you deserve better and you definitely deserve to enjoy the food you're eating Um, I know some people have found it really good to have another mantra around you don't eat when standing and eating straight from the fridge. I've done it. (laughs) Um, Like kind of scooping up food as I'm prepping food. I've done it. You know, constantly, most of us, I think in the group are mums. We're probably it's stereotypical, but I know lots of us are doing it and we're preparing kind of meals a lot of the time, different people, different preferences. So by the time it gets to dishing up your dinner, you are done and you're just going with the majority. And I definitely want you to be able to eat with your family. But again, eat with your family. You can eat all of the foods that they're eating, but it might be that you just portion your plate differently. So you might think about serving it up on a slightly smaller plate. You might um, decide if it's in a bowl that you're going to kind of um, line your bowl with um, baby spinach to give it that kind of bulk. And then you're going to put your spaghetti on and then you're going to put your um, bolognese on and then a little bit of cheese on top. So you're still having the same meal you don't need special meals I think it's really important for our families and our kids particularly to see that we are eating normal foods and if you're continually not being able to engage in family meals it might be that everybody would benefit from a bit of an overhaul of what the family meals are because none of us should be eating highly processed 
and very sugary refined foods a lot because we're just going to be storing up these issues for our kids as well so if you're continually making up a million different meals and by all means I am not saying my kids don't have chicken nuggets um you know, they do. And sometimes they do eat things that I just don't want. Um, But if it's the majority of the time, that's going to be really time consuming. And it might be that as a family, you need to start exploring, okay, well, what kind of maybe less processed foods do we all like? And then obviously you can start to portion using the plate method, adding in like a lot more vegetables is always really good. So half a plate, green, non-starchy veg quarter of a plate your starchy veg or your starchy carbohydrates quarter of your plate your protein and then your drizzle or sprinkle of fat so be that cheese be that seeds and then thinking about extra things that make your meals more satisfying so can you if you've made something um, with asian flavors is it nice to have a squeeze of lime chili is it nice to toast up a couple of crushed peanuts because the more satisfying your meals are the less likely you are to be sort of scavenging later in the kitchen if you sit down and you're like oh i'm you know i'm trying to aim for fat loss and i'm having this like fat loss meal like it's just not going to do you any favors because you're going to be thinking oh my goodness I'm hungry even if you're not hungry there was a really interesting experiment where they gave um, participants they split the participants into two groups one group were given a decadent luxury milkshake and the other group were given a diet milkshake and obviously no surprises, they both were given exactly the same milkshake. But the participants who were given the diet milkshake reported higher levels of hunger. And also they measured um, ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone in their blood. So they actually had higher levels of the hunger hormone, even though the milkshakes were identical. And I think that's why it's really important if you're after fat loss and you're continually feeling deprived, you're going to be probably a bit miserable. You're probably going to feel really hungry. So rather than having that emphasis, I want you to have an emphasis of what do you need more of on your plate? Even if you're after fat loss, let's have more vegetables. Why don't you double up your portion of protein if you are feeling hungry? I think, again, we're always looking for hitting protein. The simplest way to do it is just enlarge your portion of whatever protein you're having. So, you know, it might be you have a chicken breast and another half a chicken breast. Or, you know, you have two fish fillets rather than one. So, again, just starting to think. It's often the most obvious things that we kind of forget to think about. Oh, so much to chat today about. And the other thing, so I did ask you guys for any questions. I am going to start posting um, just any questions for podcasts each week. So do respond to me. I'm never going to name you. But if you're thinking, well, she never talks about blah, blah, then I obviously um, want you to let me know what you're wanting. Oh, but just before I go on to that, I didn't talk about protein powders. Protein powders, there's been quite a lot of chat in the new group about protein powders. I'm not saying that they're like a health food. I'm not saying that they're amazing for you. They are obviously, if you have a look on the back of a label, highly processed. Um, Whey protein is normally the most common one. It is just literally obviously made um, as a byproduct of milk. It's high protein. It's low calorie. If you're fine with milk and you tolerate it well and you're not vegan, um, you're going to get on brilliantly with whey protein. You can get on flavoured ones. You can get fancy schmancy ones. 
Um, but basically, the take home mes- message about protein powder is you do not need to use it at all. Um, if you definitely want to go more whole foods, stop putting ultra processed food into your diet, then by all means, just look for other um, other ways of getting protein into your diet. So things like kind of cottage cheese, baby bells, you can get the baby bell lights, um, Greek yogurt. Dairy does tend to to be a bit of a reoccurring theme, particularly for me. There are obviously um, vegan uh, protein powders too. I would say if you are seriously looking for fat loss and you maybe um, need to hit your protein, but you want maybe a bit more flexibility around your meals, having a sort of mid-afternoon 4pm protein shake is a really fantastic way to put full stop onto um, any kind of feeling of hunger. And I really enjoy having a protein shake in the afternoon, but you don't need to. It's just an option. It helps you get in protein at a high level. They're mainly about sort of 20, 25 grams a shake. To make them, some people find them uber sweet. You can add in like a tablespoon of Greek yogurt. That helps knock out some of the sweetness. And for texture, I always like to blitz up half a frozen, has to be frozen, banana. You can obviously start adding things. So I know some people in the group have unflavored protein powder and will add in peanut butter and maple syrup. And that's the other way to go away from the artificial sweeteners. But just be mindful that if you're adding a tablespoon of peanut butter, that's more calories than the 25 grams of protein um, powder. So just kind of, again, deciding, like if it literally, it's finding kind of the right energy in your protein shake to kind of align with your goals, but don't see it is this kind of like oh it's so healthy because generally I do prefer people don't kind of drink their calories but you can get an under 200 calorie um, protein shake that tastes like a McDonald's milkshake um, if you like banana like me banana fudge from bulk is lovely and um, but again just have a think about whether it kind of aligns with your values if you're someone moving away from anything processed probably there's better um, ways to get your protein in but it's super convenient and I'm a little bit lazy um, so not to say that it is a must by any means. So the different issues are coming on to some things that you guys um, messaged in. So one thing was busy lives. And I don't think there is one of you in the group at the moment who is kind of just doing nothing and just thinking about their health and fitness and making sure that they're kind of, you know, reaching their nutrition energy target each day. All of us are really busy. A lot of us are juggling multiple jobs um, multiple childcare arrangements, maybe children across different schools, children with different social activities, um, as well as kind of probably managing most of the stuff at home, because I don't know about your partners, but mine definitely, um, I think I work much harder than him, but still will be organising the logistics of childcare and after school clubs and etc etc so if that is you you just need to be really really aware that it's not going to be so simple for you to um just by the power of magic get your workouts in and get your nutrition on track like you're purposefully going to have to make a decision that for your future you this needs to be prioritized because you literally are always going to be the only person who lives in your body and I promise you once you do start investing in you 
you will find that you turn up as a parent better, as a worker better, as a partner better, as a friend better. So you do kind of have to realise that although you might feel like you can't afford the time, I would argue that you really can't afford not to find the time. And it's starting to realise that possibly the only person who's getting in your way is you. So if you really were to almost do like a time audit, you know, are you being realistic? You're looking for three slots of 45 minutes and you're looking to be out and about on your feet for probably 10,000 steps is probably sort of walking around for probably if you were to sort of go out for two or three lots of 20 minutes as well as moving around all day, that's probably about 10,000 steps. So you kind of have to check in. And if your life is so frenetic, maybe that's another thing you need to start thinking about. Like, are you going to be kind of burning out if you don't start to prioritize your health and fitness? Thinking about the time you spend doing other things as well. I think loads of us can say, oh, we don't really have 20 minutes and then mindlessly fall down an Instagram trap for 20 minutes. So maybe some better kind of habits around when we work out, kind of avoiding those barriers, falling into Facebook for 20 minutes isn't going to move you towards your goal. It's going to keep you stuck. So maybe it's I don't actually even check my phone until I've done my workout. I'd also say for loads of you who are in a similar situation to me with work, family, um, (laughs) lots of additional things going on, just find your golden hour and maybe then set it into your diary as a reoccurring event. For me to, to get it done before people start demanding things, it has to be early, it has to be before anyone else wakes up, and it sets me up for a brilliant day. I think if you start your day with movement, you are much less likely to go and just kind of grab something and sort of stuff it in your face because you've taken time, you've made an effort, you've kind of thought about your body, you've kind of appreciated the fact that everything it does for you. It's just taking you through a 45 minute workout. You're not going to give it a bowl of Cheerios. It just, you know, the two things don't line up together. Oh, you're much less likely to. Um, So there really is, um, I've been reading quite an interesting book about the compound effect. And it is about all these little actions kind of are a bit like dominoes. And I want you to really kind of line up that first domino because the sequence of events through the rest of your day are much more likely to line up. So sort of deciding what your one thing is and if your one thing is to get your workout done that day, that's it. You kind of get up before you do anything else you get the workout done, if that's possible, or you find your space where it's 100% going to happen. But just kind of imagining in your busy life that you're going to be twiddling your thumbs, wondering what to do with an hour, it's it's never going to happen. So it is about routine. And then scheduling it. So do schedule in your um, workouts. If you are so busy that that kind of idea of working out for 45 minutes is completely um, unattainable for you and you just don't think you're going to be able to do it. I just want you to lower the bar, do the six minute HIIT workout, um, decide that that morning you're going to go for a walk, 
um, just around the block. So you just sometimes have to lower the bar for entry. Similar with the nutrition, if um, prepping all of your meals is mind-blowing, which meal can you concentrate on for one week? Because once you've nailed it, that will become more automated and you can move on to the next meal. You don't need to have all of these habits on day one. What you'll do is you'll accumulate habits. So have a real kind of chat with yourself and find out what is the one thing you could do that would kind of make your life easier and maybe um, mean that you don't have to do all the other things even. So kind of having that main focus um, and that's why the morning routine is so important because again you've got your one thing you're going to do. There's also quite a bit of research. I think, again, we can be like, oh, we're so busy at work. But about um, the people that took their 30-minute lunch break to actually do some movement were just so much more productive in the afternoon. So again, you know, we've all got the same amount of hours in the day and it is about you making a conscious decision and not getting in your own way about what you're going to do with it. And then flipping your mindset a little bit. So rather than I have to work out today, it can be I get to work out today. It sounds really stupid, but just try it. So if you're thinking, God, I've got to work out today. uh Uh-uh, you don't have to work out. You get to work out. You get to find that time in your day. Similar with um, nutrition. I get to eat um, a delicious lunch today that's in line with my goals. Oh, what can I have? Oh, I get to eat all this exciting, lovely food. So again, we're all in quite privileged positions probably. Sorry about the dog. He's uh, obviously heard something. Um, So again, just kind of flipping your mindset. You don't have to eat in a certain way. You get to decide. You get to choose. You get to choose even to um, tap into body fat stores. Again, that's really coming from quite a privileged position. We all have enough food available that we're able to kind of eat in whatever way we decide. So just again, making sure that that's lining up with your goals. Oh, I didn't think I had much to chat about and now I've been going on and on for quite a long time. But basically, I want you to stop getting in your own way. Be really honest about it. And I think we can all just sort of go really, really busy. But actually, just take that time audit. Think about where your time slots are and use your calendar. Actually write it down. Reoccurring event. There'll eventually be so much more friction for you not to keep your diary Um, of events that you've planned to work out, to meal plan, to cook up some veg or whatever, that it will just become much more automatic and it will feel, I don't think it ever feels as natural as brushing your teeth because obviously exercise nutrition will change over time um, because routines need to change. But I want you to have such a kind of established routine that it does sort of start to have a negative kind of like, oh, I haven't done that this week because it feels like that's your normal. Um, what else? I'm probably going to start to wrap up because I think I've chatted quite a bit today. Um, but I just want you to really think, I think I heard an amazing quote and it was all about how um, nutrition is a science and the eating is a behavior. And I thought that was really interesting because I know all of you know what you need to do to achieve um, whatever your body composition goal is. And it's not because um, the science isn't working. It's not because biologically your body isn't able to achieve fat loss, but it's often um, the eating and our behaviors around eating 
and our mindset around kind of eating and fat loss, etc., that probably need the work. So I'm just here to remind you that you are the person who's choosing a goal, whichever goal you want. You don't have to choose fat loss. I would really encourage you if you're listening and you don't have the fundamentals of movement, training and eating more nourishing food and more protein, that maybe you just give yourself six weeks to get into that rhythm. And then once that's feeling more automated, you move on to look at your energy balance and shifting it possibly. But on that note, I'm going to leave you guys. Do keep asking questions. Um, Do listen back. If you um, are somebody who struggles with emotional eating, the podcast was on that last week. I've had some really lovely feedback from you guys. Um, So again, kind of, again, sometimes listening to things on repeat, loads of themes are really similar that come out. Do keep present, do keep active, do keep visible. If you've enjoyed today, if you think that it would kind of help anyone you know who maybe struggles with finding their kind of happy balance or somebody who's struggling to know even where to start, I would love it if you could start sharing the podcast to your stories. So obviously screen, um, grab it, and then maybe put something lovely on. Um, It would really help get um, more people listening, hopefully more people engaging in a sustainable, realistic and enjoyable way of moving into their happier body. And on that note, guys, I will leave you. Have great weekends. Bye.